What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends, talking sports, life, everything in between. Jordan, how you feeling this Sunday, brother? Feeling good. Third time's the charm for you today, but... It's, uh, yeah, I've been been busy Sunday already. Been to church, been to the gym, done grocery shopping, but it has ate good. a daggum good meal, Zach. If you're ever in the area, it absolutely slaps. Man, what a day of college football we had. Yep, more chaos. Chaos seems to be the theme of this season. Man, we 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 obviously were sitting around talking yesterday, and I said, you know, we got really lucky this season. Week, week one, we decided to run with this kind of chaos theme for this year. Yeah. And... Every every we've kind of kept it as a tagline. Chaos is here. Chaos has come, and more chaos will come. And so far, that has been so true. Yeah. Struggled to pick the chaos games. Very keep much getting those daggum things wrong. Looking at you, Iowa State and USC. <laughs> but uh, but honestly, I mean, man, what a day! First off, let's start right here. Our Braves got a dub. They did big dub yep. last night. Eliminated the Padres. They eliminated the Padres last night. Big dub. Extra innings. Now for football. Yep. Holy cow. Turn that daggum jukebox up one more time. Woo pig suey. Woo pig. Am not surprised. I'm not either. I mean, I picked this game from the jump. You picked this game from the jump. This one got scary. KJ Jefferson went down, obviously. It did. It did. I don't, still know what he hurt. They taped his ankle. They sleeved his knee. He hurt something in that leg. But Yeah, I won't speculate. We don't do that on here. Yeah. But it definitely was a, appeared to be a lower extremity issue. Um, He never went to the locker room. He stayed, no. he stayed under the tent. Then he hopped on the bike. And... This might sound crazy. Once they got the lead, they yep. didn't need him. Yeah, I mean, they really didn't. And, I mean, the thing about it is, you know, Malik Hornsby came in the game. He looked a little scary, but he didn't hurt himself. I mean, he – And he had, he had had playing experience. Shout yeah. out to Coach Sam Pittman. He had got he had found reps to work in throughout their first three football games Yeah. so that when he did go in, the moment wasn't too big for him. The lights weren't too bright. He got plenty of first downs and, yeah. and kept drives alive. He but did. just to recap here, number 16, Arkansas, number Texas A&M, what might should have been game of the week. Honestly, it was probably the, the more entertaining game that we watched this weekend. They meet in Jerry's World right there in Texas, so kind of a home away from home for both teams. And uh, Arkansas comes out on the back of K.J. Jefferson in the backup and gets the win 20-10. to 10. Yeah. And honestly, you know, this was kind of a from jump street. Arkansas has all the momentum. They get a quick field goal in the first drive. K.J. Jefferson hits a beautiful wheel route on the sidelines for another seven points. Yeah. Uh, A&M does get a field goal right before the half that kind of gives you life. You know, we kind of have a rule about field goals before halftime. Oh, yeah, for sure. It can get real dicey there. But uh, honestly, after that, even with the injury, it's all whoop pig. Yeah, I mean, even even Arkansas's defense. I mean, let's be honest, Calzada, not the quarterback Haynes King is, so he needed a little more of his running game. But Isaiah Spiller, arguably probably one of the best running backs in the country, was held to under 100 yards. I mean, Texas A&M just couldn't get going, and I think that was the biggest issue in this game. And privately yesterday, we had the discussion about why we thought this game was going to go the way we thought. Bijan Robinson and Isaiah Spiller are talked about in the pantheon of top five running backs in the country right now. Yep. Isaiah Spiller is on most people's lips as the number one back. Mm-hmm. What was Texas able to do in the run game versus Arkansas? Oh, absolutely nothing. Not much. Not much yeah. at all. And and they at least had a somewhat mobile quarterback in the second half whenever right. they finally put in Casey Thompson. Let's be honest, Calzada is not a super mobile guy. Not that man. Honestly, played pretty well considering. Yeah, I agree, I He's probably know. been taking, what, first string reps for two weeks? Maybe. Maybe, if maybe that, a yeah. week and a half, two weeks. So, you're looking at a kid who went into a pretty hostile environment and honestly 
didn't do terrible. Threw a couple interceptions that were just tip balls. Yeah. Great plays by Arkansas, which he's a little bit shorter. I mean, you're bouncing it off your lineman's head, and it goes flying. Let's I had to do a hurt. Like, I mean, I'm being honest. He, he <laughs> drove it right into it. <laughs> we were talking. I was like, I wonder if he even feel that when it bonks him on the head. But and, and, I mean, can you not just sit back and be completely impressed with what Arkansas is doing? I mean, they look good. I mean, Sam Pittman has that team. From what Chad Morris was doing a couple years ago, Sam Pittman has completely turned that program around. In two around. years. That man was yep. looking at retirement and went into Arkansas and now has them as a top-10 team. It's their first 4-0 start since, like, the early 2000s, yeah, I think. it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And we tweeted it out yesterday, and, and based on the response, a lot of people agree. You got to say early on right now, Sam Pittman is your coach of the year candidate. I don't, I don't Especially see a reason why you don't SEC give it to him. Coach yeah, of the year I don't see a reason why you don't give it to him. But I mean, he's well, got, we got he, a lot of football. He's got to play. Yeah, but. he's got a test though. I mean, he's about to run the gauntlet. He's got a top ten matchup this week in Athens. He does, and then he's got to play Ole Miss. Alabama's on that schedule. Auburn's still on that schedule. He's they got are. a lot of football. He's got left to play. He does. He does. They got to stay focused for sure. And we'll get there just as game day, and you will be there. But, uh, but, yeah, takeaways from that one is uh, K.J. Jefferson looks really good. He does. I yeah. hope I hope he's healthy for Georgia. I hope it's a complete even-on-even even matchup. You know, Georgia's got a lot of their guys back. Still working on a few. But, uh, I mean, Arkansas at this point, complete contender, completely for real. I now agree. a top-ten yeah. team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on to another top-ten team oh, who – uh, same region, actually, but the team that we had high hopes for. Bruh. He, yeah, Oklahoma. Escapes West Virginia at home in Norman. And that just shouldn't be a word that you put it, in between it, it West Virginia not. and Oklahoma. You know what also shouldn't be words that have been said this season? Heisman we, candidate. Well, that, I was going to say, we want Caleb, which was being said last night in Norman after brutal, Spencer Rattler threw another brutal. interception. But 13-16, I mean, they needed help. I mean, bad miscues by West Virginia late in the game, got Oklahoma the ball back late. That's true. Uh, was, okay, so let's – so, as I, as I look at this game, and I was able to watch the second half, I was traveling for the first half of it back home, I, I saw a defense that looked good. They did. To hold West Virginia to 13 is, is solid. Yeah, I mean, I any Big 12 team that you're holding only 13, I mean, look at what Texas and Texas Tech did, right, right. over 100 combined points. To do that is, is a good day at the office. Um, I have seen enough, last week, we were talking about sample sizes. Mm-hmm. I have seen enough of a sample size to say Oklahoma at this point is not a top five team. Oh no, they're not. They were not as advertised. They are not as good as we thought we they were. The defense has not turned around. It has not turned a corner. Um, offensively, uh, their offensive line is very bad. Right. Uh, Spencer Rattler is serviceable at best. Yeah. He's making poor reads. He's. Uh, I think. I mean, he's running for his life, so how much can you credit him? But you yeah. still got to protect the ball and make smart choices. Hey, give them credit. They went out there. They got a win. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's just it, – it's close call after close call after close it call. Is. And, I mean, like next week they got Kansas State, and if we sat here one week from now on Sunday and said, oh, Kansas State upset them, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. And, I mean, thing about it is, too, and I told you this earlier, the more I watch this game, the more I have to think, is this – Oklahoma's O-line more than is Spencer Rattler. Because, I mean, I have to be honest with you, completion percentage, he's over 72% on the year. I mean, that's not a bad completion percentage by any, you know. He's almost three-quarters of his passes he's completing. But 
like you said, he's not protecting the ball well. He did make that last-minute drive to get them in a field goal range to win the game. You and, gotta, that was, and that was impressive. Yeah. And I will say this. They interviewed him after the game on the field, and they straight up asked him, how do you? How did you manage the boos? And, and he said, it's just one play at a time. And, and he handled that well. I will give him complete credit. I mean, that was a fantastic drive there at the end. I, I mean, to me, you know, people might have a different opinion on this. Spencer Rattler has not played awful but he has not played like the Heisman quarterback we thought he was going to be. He's a maybe slightly above average at best at this point. And for a team that had number one contention hopes and Heisman caliber uh, play hopes, he's just not it. And that's coming from two dudes who told you on this podcast in their preseason prediction show, Oklahoma should have been preseason number one, yeah. which I still stand by. I mean, obviously, you have oh, not yeah. seen him play football. And that Spencer Rattler was your number one front-running Heisman candidate coming into the season. To me, he's no, he's not even on the list. No. And I just told you, I don't think. Do you think Oklahoma's a top five team? Oh no, they got him at six. To me, that's low. Or to me, that's high. I think so too. Go as as from what we've seen, them really not having any marquee matchups, any big wins. Right. I mean, I mean, you're, you, I mean, it's bad. Down bad. Oh, Hashtag yeah. down bad. I mean, honestly, and to me, that's just that's this season. Oh yeah. Everybody's down bad. Segway into another team that is yeah. down bad and. We said this with Alabama. We're going to do the same thing. Georgia beat Clemson week one, yeah. right? Great win. Miami looked like a great win for Alabama. That win is slowly getting worse and worse as oh, we yeah. speak. Uh, Clemson goes on the road to NC State. Yep. Who, gosh darn it, NC State is having a fantastic season. They lost to an awful Mississippi State yeah, team. I don't know how that they're, happens. At right this point. now, they're looking at 4 and 0. And they beat a win against Clemson and Mississippi State if they had just beat Mississippi State. Yeah, it's NC crazy. State looked impressive. Yeah. So double overtime. Um, Devin La- Devin Leroy, I think it is, goes in two thirty eight, four touchdowns, and in double overtime gets the upset win against Clemson. Yeah. Clemson somehow hangs on like like uh, uh what's Simba's dad? Uh, Mufasa. Mufasa hanging on the cliff in the Lion King. <laughs> That's ranked, a good analogy. Tw- ranked twenty fifth. Yeah, cats hanging on there. I'm or Tigers, and you're just, I mean, what what is going on? I don't know. I mean, okay, so 27 points, that was overtime, obviously. Clemson's defense, still really good. Skolinski was obviously out for this game. That's going to hurt him. Team captain, yeah. But let's let, let's talk about the elephant in the room, who we thought was another Heisman candidate, DJ Uyunglele. Well, I, I was not high on DJ. I was high on him, I'll admit the, that. Well, you you and uh, I, I would, I mean, you, I would expect him to come in and be top five, top ten quarterbacks right, in the nation. right. But, like, ESPN and people like that were, like, heralding him as, like, this going to be the guy. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, Big Cinco, all the NIL stuff, like, he was balling. Yeah, and I'm not going to – I'm not even going to go through his stat line for this game. I'll go through his stat line for the season so far. DJ threw four games, 586 yards passing for a quarterback. That's awful. Three touchdowns, three interceptions, 46.2 QBR. Really, really bad. And awful. Coming off of, like we said last year, the quarterback lineage Clemson has, Taj Boyd, um, Deshaun. Deshaun, Trevor, obviously. Th- this dude's a bottom barrel quarterback. I mean, like, honestly, this is the kind of dude you'd expect to see at USF or FAU at, right at this point. For real. They were talking about it uh, on the uh, Reese Davis and David Pollock on ESPN's podcast, and they were talking about for the first time in a long time you've seen a quarterback at a marquee team like that 
who just you can tell he doesn't have the confidence in himself. No, he doesn't. And if a quarterback, I mean, you know, they were talking about yesterday Carson Beck being the most confident quarterback Georgia has on the roster. Yeah, you have to think you're the man. You got to have that Kobe Bryant killer instinct. Oh yeah. Even if you're completely off, if you've had four trash games in a row, you better walk out there for the fifth thinking you are oh, yeah. a killer. Wake up feeling dangerous. Shout out to Baker Mayfield, and they just don't have it. I mean, tell me when the last time you heard this statement was. Clemson won't be in the playoff this year. Been a long, long time. It has been. They're won't not be, even in. There won't be a pizza party here. And no. I'm telling you this as a, as a fan of a team who, which it is a little different, right? You got Clemson uh, played their last game January when New Year's Day because they got eliminated in the yeah, final four. Yeah, right. So they had eight months to prepare for one game. Oh yeah. For one team versus a team who had all their receivers out. I mean, these are right. just facts. This is not a biased conversation. These are just facts, right? That first game of the season, you literally have eight months to prep for it. Oh, and yeah. if you don't think Dabo was circling Kirby Smart's name, getting ready for that game, you, you ain't paying attention hard enough. And every other game, you know, you got six days to prep for it. Yeah. So, I mean, the turnaround's pretty quick. So, it was definitely a different Clemson team that played NC State than what played Georgia. Right. And, uh, obviously, like I said, Georgia was down bad in that first game in terms of injuries. But, yeah, it's not looking great for Clemson. I just, and, and that win for Georgia doesn't look as good now. It doesn't. I just got to wonder, too, though, like, what what happens if DJ plays South Carolina State game one? You know what I mean? Like, let's be honest, like, yeah, defense – Does that is, shake the confidence? Defense is mean as it is. Like, he got sacked, what, like four or five times? Maybe more than that. I can't remember how he many He spent more time getting off the ground than he did putting yeah. yards on the ground. And that that's tough. I mean, like, that's a – that's. Pr- oh, yeah, to get I'm, out – to get at, to get manhandled physically – on the defense, yeah. on, on the all game, all like 60 the whole minutes. night for four quarters. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love it though. Chaos, yeah. new contenders. This is what people want, right? Oh yeah, for sure. This is why people wanted an expanded playoffs. We want to see new teams, new faces, new names. Well, you just got one that you've seen pretty much the last six or seven years, and they won't be there in the end. Nope. That conference, I'm gonna say it is out. That conference won't be there in the end. I agree with you. There's Google. no, there's nobody there who will be there. Because our number two team, we're about to talk about too. They, Take it away. They're out, too. So, North Carolina rolls in Atlanta, plays Georgia Tech on the road. Sam Howell, I mean, we were high on him this season. Obviously, had a bad first game. Didn't play bad. I mean, overall, 25 of 39, 306 yards, two touchdowns. But, man, North Carolina got absolutely manhandled by Georgia Tech. Let me let me tell you, this stat line starting in second Bring quarter. It. 13 points, 14 points, 18 points. If I didn't tell you who this game was and I said North, oh, North Carolina, Carolina, Georgia Tech. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Georgia Tech scored that on North Carolina. That's Crazy. Bruh. Okay, and let me just start off this by saying this has to be recognized, okay? Yes, I'm a Georgia fan. I get it. Uh, Nerds, little brother. Yeah, I've seen it all. I've seen them play four times in person. We won all four of them. Georgia Tech was one yard, one yard away from beating Clemson and North Carolina in back-to-back weeks. I know. Somebody give little brother a helmet sticker. Somebody tell him that high school field. They watered the grass pretty pretty well this week. That's a big deal. I mean, you think about they beat Northern. They lost Northern Illinois week one by a point. One point. What, what are we talking about right now if they win that game? Even if they still lose to Clemson, what are we talking about with Georgia oh, they'd Tech be, right now? They'd be ranked. In, Have to be. I mean, which, did they come out ranked in the AP poll? No, not this I, week. I didn't think so. But I mean, honestly, you got to give Georgia Tech credit. Oh, absolutely. Because they didn't just beat them. Forty-five twenty-two is a. That's a thumping. Yeah, it is. That is a thumping. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, rinse and repeat with Sam Howell. The same thing we've been saying with DJ and Spencer. Came out very high on him. Yeah. We knew North Carolina would probably take a step back because they lost about every person who caught a pass last year. Yeah. 
but man, I, I and and I'm going to be honest, I'm going to run with the conversation being that Georgia Tech is playing great football. They, I mean, Georgia they, Tech went yeah. into Clemson and came one yard away from beating them. Yeah, I they mean, delayed the inevitable for uh for Dagum NC State to yeah. come in and finish business. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Georgia Tech gave it 306 passing yards, only 63 yards on the ground, and 35 attempts. I mean, that, that's good run defense. That's I don't great care who run you're defense. That is. But yeah, so um, to me, with those two teams losing, and let's be honest, the way college football is going, man, you know, Georgia Tech with their one loss might be in the playoff. They won't be. You get what I'm saying. Chaos is here. Chaos has come, and chaos is going to continue to come. Yeah. Who knows? Because eventually we're going to have so many people that lost, we're going to have to circle back to one and two lost teams as it looks like the way it's going hey, right now. I, I've been saying this as a hypothetical for weeks. I'm telling you right now, a three-team SEC playoff. It don't seem that far off. No, especially they, with Ole Miss and Bama in the West. And, and we'll get to what the top ten looks like and how a lot of those teams are going to take care of each other. But uh, So, game of the week. Yeah. Uh, uh, Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Um, I want to say this clearly. You were 100% right. Thank um, you. <laughs> Graham Mertz looked really bad. He looked really bad. I still don't agree that he's the worst uh, the worst quarterback in a major Power 5 conference. I'm still right. <laughs> but he played really bad. And let's be honest, the score, 41-13, it's, is, it's skewed a is not bit. indicative of how close the game was. I mean, we had a one-score game in the fourth quarter, and then Graham Mertz threw four, uh, four to seven interceptions somewhere in the last four minutes of the game. <laughs> I, I have to go back and review the tape. But Jack Cohn comes out against his team, plays serviceable, Yeah, I would say. Nothing extraordinary, nothing over the top. Gets injured. And I got it written down here because, let's be honest, I didn't know their third-string quarterback's name. Drew Pine yeah. comes in, goes five for five, like an 81-yard drive and yeah. a touchdown, and from then on never looked back. And he's got ties to Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, Him wearing the number 10, they talked about it on to uh, Breesy there. And, I mean, Notre Dame goes in, gets the job done, looks good. at That was a top 25 matchup, Yeah, number 12 and 13. I don't think at the end of the year Wisconsin is going to be very good. I think as nah. time goes on, that that win's going to look worse and worse. But hey, you did what you were supposed to do, and you set up a really big matchup for yourself this coming up week. Yeah, what you for think? sure. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Jack Cohn, sweet, sweet revenge, came back into Wisconsin after he lost his starting job to. And Mertz. you hope he's okay too. Yeah, you do hope he's okay because if all honesty, you want him. If you're Cincinnati, especially, you want him okay for this game. Yeah, you want to sure. play the starting quarterback, but. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the score's a little skewed. Notre Dame wins this game regardless of what happens in that fourth quarter. Correct. But Merch just absolutely self-imploded that fourth quarter trying to do too much and threw three more picks. He already had one. He threw three more. Two of them went for pick sixes. I mean, Oof. it's just it's a rough day at the office. Like I said, I still think he's one of the worst quarterbacks in a major power five school. I'm going to keep rolling with that. I mean, yeah, it's overall dominating win for Notre Dame, especially on that defensive side. They played great defense. It really was. It really – and technically, that was an upset. And that just goes to show you right there, like, what is going on, man? Wisconsin comes in, as I think they were six and a half when the game kicked off. And uh, they lost by a lot more than that. So, if you had the over, or if you took Notre Dame with the points, you were doing really well. So, in terms of big games, I think that pretty much wraps it up. There wasn't a whole lot going there. There wasn't a ton in terms of big games. But now, our favorite part, and yours, I'm just kidding. I have no idea if it is yours, but it is ours. Got a lot of games to talk about here. Yep. And we're going to do it rapid fire, two minute drill style, all on one breath. I'm just kidding. That'd be impossible. It's like crossing the Golden Gate Bridge. Breathe. Got to breathe. Got to breathe. But, uh, Jordan, two minute drill. I'm going to let you kick us off. 
Let's get it. All right, we'll start off here. Akron going into the uh, the horseshoe there and playing number 10 Ohio State. Uh, we learned earlier in the week C.J. Stroud injured. Kyle McCord comes in and picks up his slack. 13 of 18, 319 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. C.J. Stroud's look kind of rough in some games. We may see a quarterback controversy coming up. Ohio State handles business in a big way, winning this game 59-7. There we go. We got Baylor and uh, staying at home versus Iowa State. One of our big picks this week, thought for sure Iowa State comes in, gets the job done. Massive upset here further in demolishing the big 12 baylor gets the win 31 29 let's be honest brock purdy Brees hall we were very high on them coming into the season especially me i had them as your big 12 champs and beating oklahoma which they still might beat oklahoma we'll wait and see but massive upset there big 12 takes another step down yep pac 12 matchup here a little bit earlier than usual 6 30 time slot but ucla number 24 rolls into stanford Takes the win, 35-24, Dorian Thompson-Robertson. Good game out of him, 18-28, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Zach Charbonnet keeps rolling that running back spot, 23 carries, 118 yards, one touchdown. UCLA takes care of business, stays ranked. Wouldn't think I'd say this, but unranked LSU-Mississippi State, a little revenge game from last year. Not very close early, but close late. LSU gets the win 28-25 on the back of Max Johnson, who goes 17-27, 280 with four touchdowns. LSU gets their revenge and knocks another W in the win column in the SEC. Absolutely. Big Texas matchup here. Texas Tech playing points in, playing in Austin at Give Texas. Give the over. 105 total points scored here. Casey Thompson gets his first uh, start as a horn. 18-23, 303 yards, five touchdowns, one pick. Great day at the office for Thompson. If only you would have started him sooner. I me. hate to be the one who has to bring this to you, but LSU, FSU, I mean LSU, Louisville versus FSU, it ends in disaster for FSU, who starts the season 0-4 for the first time before the Bobby Bowden era. Uh, Louisville goes in, gets the win, 31-23. FSU hashtag down really bad. Yep. Big SEC East matchup here. Uh, big if you consider it. Kentucky, 4-0, still rolling 16-10 win at South Carolina. In case you missed it, Kentucky really does not like their equipment staff. Kentucky's linebacker pushed one over on the side. But, hey, uh, Rodriguez Jr. for Kentucky, 26 carries, 144 yards. Good day on the ground for the Cats. All right, in, a, in one molly whopping fall in another, Bama, Southern Miss. Bama gets the win, 63-14. Bryce Young continues the Heisman campaign, 313 yards, five touchdowns. Not a bad day at the office. Alabama goes in and handles business before a really big matchup there versus the Rebels. Absolutely. Tennessee going into the swamp to play number 11, Florida, after Florida's heartbreaking two-point loss to Alabama last week. I said it last week. I thought this game would be close because of that. I was correct for the first half. Florida took over and won this game 38-14. Emory Jones doing it all this game, 21-27, 209 yards, two touchdowns to the air, 15 carries, 144 yards on the ground, led the team in rushing. Rounding up the day, we got Michigan going to Rutgers, getting the win 20-13. to Let's be honest, if you had the over, if you took Michigan in the points, down bad. Michigan goes in, handles business. Cade McNamara was serviceable, 9-16 for 163 yards and a touchdown. But let's be honest, Michigan, Rutgers, Michigan kind of sleptwalked through this one. Almost mm -hmm. got caught slipping like we saw a couple teams this week. But get the job done. And they got a really interesting matchup coming up as well versus Wisconsin that they better be ready for. Break. Right. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. We did that one pretty solid. Let's go. Two-minute drill. And there were, let's be honest, I mean, we saw a USC team lose. Yeah. There were a lot of games there where we, that, we, that, that Missouri, uh, 
a Boston College game was yeah. great. Went into double overtime there. There were a lot of games, a lot of stuff to talk about. But we got a fresh AP poll. We did. So some interesting storylines in this AP poll. I think we see some things that we expected. Obviously, I think everybody is high on Alabama, Georgia. Yeah. I think you saw that gap get even wider this weekend. Uh, I, we tweeted that out. I fully stand by that. Uh, some interesting things going. So let's just kind of discuss some trends that we see. Uh, let's be honest, pretender, contender, we could definitely play that game. But yeah. I think in terms of, I mean, we'll say contender this week, and then next week they'll be unranked. You never know. So one thing we mentioned earlier that to me is interesting, Clemson stays ranked. I would not ever have done that. But. I never would have either, but that's big for Georgia. That it stays is. as yeah. a ranked team, which let's be honest, at the end of the season, that will still count as a ranked win. Right. Uh, North Carolina State jumps up in the in the top 25 at number 23. Auburn, after a scary one yeah. versus Georgia State, who that was one thing we also didn't talk about. Bo Nix gets benched. Yeah. The transfer, TJ Finley comes in to transfer from LSU. Dagum looked pretty good. Yeah. A game-winning drive where he had to get a two-point conversion and the touchdown on fourth down. Keep Great play, by the way, to keep that oh, one yeah, alive. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're ranked 22. Baylor jumps in there at uh, at 21. Number 19, OSU, big win against Kansas State. Oh, for sure. Still remain undefeated. Uh, Michigan jumps up to 14. You see Sparty there undefeated at 17. And now we start to have some discussions about what's going to mold this week's games. Yeah. Ole Miss at 12. How right. do you feel about that? High, low, push? I mean, from where they started out at the beginning of the season, I think that's a good spot. I think, to me, from how they've looked, it's low. I mean, realistically, I think this is, might be a top-10 matchup coming into uh, Tuscaloosa this weekend. I think the reason that you see them at 12 is because the lack of opponent. Yeah, the lack, I agree with The that. strength of schedule so far. I don't think there's many people – if you just saw record and you, you left out resume and you the eye test, yeah, I could hear the conversation of them being over Florida and Ohio State right now. Right. But regarding strength of schedule, I understand why they are still at 12. We see Florida still a top 10 team, yeah. which I think is deserved. Oh, yeah. To come off that Alabama game where you maybe should have won – Probably you know what I'm saying? Dan Mullen, yeah. obviously, with Coach Speak saying they expected to win, obviously, I understand that. And to come out and handle Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And to be on the ropes in the half, but right. at the end of the day, you're handling business. Uh, Notre Dame, top ten, uh, big matchup that they won in Wisconsin. They jump into the top ten. Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey, that's well-deserved. At number eight. Yeah. Completely well-deserved, I completely agree. They will have a top ten matchup. Cincinnati. Was idle this week. Yeah, they'll have a top ten matchup at the end yeah. of this at the end of this week as a well. Few top ten matchups. Going they on. will a big one here. Oklahoma dropping. That's to still six. too high. You think so? That's, I mean, let's be honest. Okay, you won one score against Tulane, against Nebraska. You should have. They were what like a twenty point favorite in both of those games. All too close. Same last, yesterday. I think they were a nineteen point favorite. Had to do a walk off field goal to win the game. Oklahoma's is not it. And the issue is they have not played a great team yet. I, I agree with that completely. And like I said, I, I could I, I see them tripping up somewhere. And then to round out your top five, five Iowa, four Penn State, three Oregon, who had a scary one versus Arizona. That final score ain't indicative of anything. Yeah. Number two, Georgia. Number one, Alabama. Interesting moving forward here that we have this much, like, you can't call your top ten solid because it's been changing every week. Right. 
But this stuff's going to work itself out. It is. And to me, the the scariest person in this top ten right now, I mean, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, obviously, that, that's going to be a scary one. Alabama at one. I mean, I, I still think they uh, – I'm not going to reveal my pick. But anyway, I mean, Ole Miss is coming in with a Heisman candidate quarterback. They are on the road. That's the one thing that benefits Alabama here heavily. But that's that's going to be a good game. It's going to be a real good game, I think. It is. I think it will, too. Um, but let's let's look at this, right? So, just in your top – let's just look at the top ten. Mm-hmm. Alabama, Georgia. That one will take care of itself. Georgia, Florida. That one will take care of itself. Oregon is the one team that, in terms of the top ten, is stable. There's not much competition or parity going on there. Right. Penn State plays Iowa. Yep. They play number 11, uh, Ohio State. Cincinnati will play number nine, Notre Dame. That'll yep. take care of itself. Georgia will play Arkansas. Alabama will play Arkansas. Alabama will play Ole Miss. Michigan will play Penn State and Iowa. Yep. I mean, all of this is going to take care of itself. Yeah. So, if you think this is solid now – Give us three weeks. Oh, yeah. You're going to see a whole nother slate of teams in this October is going to reveal a lot. I mean, Arkansas Boy, if, yeah, has if the you, toughest schedule of yeah, all these guys. You, that's a great point. If you thought September was crazy, strap in, pal. Because it ain't even going to be chaos. These teams just got to yeah. play each other. Arkansas still hasn't played the meat of their schedule. They really hadn't. I mean, they, they, they really have to play Georgia this week. They're going to play Ole Miss. They're going to play Alabama. They're going to play Auburn. They're still got to play LSU. I mean, it's they got a tough schedule coming up. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Ask All me. right. And and while while I'm setting up this question, go ahead and pull up your ACC roster. Okay. And the question's simple. And we did allude to it a little bit earlier, but I want I want to give you a hundred dollar bill. Okay. okay. So you got a hundred dollars, and you have to put it on ACC in, ACC out. Oh, they're out. It's not a question. You think so? I don't think – I mean, who right now would, would go in for the ACC? I mean, just looking at right now, Duke is 3-1. and one. They have one loss. Pittsburgh has one loss. I mean, Clemson Clemson's set up the best one to go in because they're number 25. They're only one ranked right now, or NC State. I mean, may, maybe NC State if there's a lot of chaos in front of them, but I, there's nobody on that list that I see. I love how they literally have 25, 24, and 23. Like, they yeah. got Clemson, NC State, Wake Forest right there holding up the rear end of the AP poll. Yeah. I got to agree with you, man. It's And I hate to, to throw out the definitive statements because we're not in the business of throwing out definitive statements early, but it's like the Pac-12 last year. We told you in week three, they're done. Oh, yeah, 100%. And they were. And, and and people disagreed with us. I think we caught heck for that. We might catch a little bit more heck for the ACC one because we're a little closer to that region. Yeah. But I, I mean, think you're out. The the only team that's set up that I think to to be one loss right now and, and be ranked is NC State. They're 23. They're so far back. Let's be honest. You lost an awful game to Mississippi State. That's going to be on your resume. Mm-hmm. I mean, you beat Clemson by six, but what is Clemson do? Clemson looks awful. Let's be honest. I mean, they Clemson do. went they from do. playoff contender to awful. And then you look on the schedule, I mean, they got to play Wake Forest. Wake Forest is undefeated. I want to throw that out there real quick. Right. Got to play ranked. Wake Forest. Yep. Yeah. Got to play North Carolina. I mean, no matter what North Carolina's allowed, that's still going to be a huge rivalry game. Right. Miami. I mean, you got to give Miami's going to be a tough game for them. I mean, I True. don't see them leaving with just one loss. I mean, I think all these ACC teams are going to just work themselves out. I think they will, too. And there's just not enough meat on the bone in terms of opponents to beat. You know, we talked about uh, Clemson. They said they can't slip up again because the ACC is just not any good. You already done it. It's the same thing with all these other teams. 
I want to know what y'all think. Like, tweet at, tweet at us at B Brothers Pod. That's B Brothers P O D on Twitter. What do you think? ACC in, ACC out. At this point, they're out. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. 100%. They're out. And I'll go ahead and say this too: Pac-12. If it ain't for Oregon, I think you're out too. Yeah, I think because UCLA is hanging on by a freaking toenail. You know, after that, which Fresno State looks good, but that's a bad win, bad loss to Fresno State, and honestly struggled. I picked Stanford to win the ball game. Pretty close ball game. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they if it wasn't for a late, uh, not like 89 yard pass. Yeah. They were, you know, they're tied right there, 21 21, with about eight minutes left yeah. in Stanford. So, right now, I think you're only two conferences that have, like, he, obviously, SEC's going to get somebody in. Oh, I would put a lot of money on there. There's no way they don't. I think Big Ten have a really good chance of getting somebody in. I mean, right now, obviously, you got three huge undefeated teams in the Big Ten. Iowa, Penn State, Michigan. Ohio State's still in that conversation, too. Don't take Ohio State out of it yet. But, I mean, other than that, you got Oregon in the Pac-12. And if they slip up, I mean. And I think I think Oklahoma slips up. Oh, yeah, Oklahoma in the Big 12. I mean. After some, last night. Yeah. Oregon's schedule is pretty favorable, but they better tighten down the hatches, too, because I'm telling you, that Arizona game got dicey. Yeah. It was a five-point game in the fourth quarter. I know the final score, like I said, don't indicate that. But if you were watching that one, it got real dicey. They were not running the ball well yeah. at all so parody is happening chaos is happening speaking of chaos let's pick some football games do we have to ah gosh darn it well we at least got to talk about them but yeah <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and pick them too while we're at it because let's be honest we're not having a ton of success doing that this year but uh where you want to start i'll let you pick man let's let's hit this big 10 matchup because you know who i'm picking already i'm um, with you put whatever he says ditto let's go ahead number 14 michigan playing wisconsin at wisconsin I'm going to be honest with you. Wisconsin right. opens up at the favorite now. Yeah, That's one point. Joke. They do. But. You look at the matchup predictor, you got Michigan at 69%. The only two names you need to know in this whole prediction right here, Cade McNamara versus Graham Mertz. Cade McNamara is 33-53, 534 yards, three touchdowns. Mertz has six interceptions. That's all I'm going to say. Michigan wins this game. I would tell you this right now. It's going to be on our pick board. If they were playing in the big house, I'd put Michigan at seven points or higher. I don't trust Mertz to win a big game. Michigan takes this one. Give me Michigan as well. Grant Mertz, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I gave him as much rope and leash as I could, and all he did was hang himself with it. It did not look good out there. Four picks on the day, two pick sixes against Notre Dame. I don't care what the what Vegas is. Oh, honestly, that that spread, that spread scares the crap out of me. Yeah. Because why Michigan isn't the bigger favorite? I'm guessing their performance against Rutgers probably has something to do with that and them being on the road. But give me Michigan. Yep. Where do you want to go from there? Uh, let's see here. Cincinnati, Notre Dame. A bit. So, uh, this was an interesting conversation yeah. that we had yesterday, and then we took it to the twi- to Twitter, and the poll got almost 100 votes. We said, where should game day go? Bama Ole Miss, Georgia, Arkansas, Notre Dame, Cincy. Almost 80%, a near 100 votes, almost 80% said Georgia, Arkansas. Very, very low turnout for Cincinnati, Notre Dame. Cincinnati opens up as a two-point favorite going yep. on the road to Notre Dame. Who you got? This one's tough for me. We said a couple weeks ago I was going to pick Cincinnati in this game. I still won't. Man, Notre Dame's defense looked good last week. They did. I agree. And that's I completely what agree. Me. And and it's not so much Notre Dame's defense for me at Cincinnati's offense. Yeah, they look a little lackluster. N- the, not just a little. They're not. There's a lot of people now saying that Fresno State is the best non-power five team. Yeah. Their offense is definitely better. Yeah. Like, it's not even a conversation. Cincinnati's offense is not very good. 
Yeah, matchup predictor A. They're playing in South Bend. B. Matchup predictor has Notre Dame at fifty eight percent. The one question mark for the, for this game for me is what is Jack Cohn going to be able to do? Is he going to be able to play? Is he not? We don't know. That's going to be something referenced later in the week. Right now, though, I'm still going to pick Cincinnati to win a close one. I'm going to say this is probably a one or two point game. I don't even know. They're barely going to hit the spread if they hit the spread. I've been high on Cincinnati. And this is a tough one. And and we didn't set it up from the jump, but these are picks that we do here on Sunday. We will review tape, analytics, injury reports, all that stuff will go into our final prediction. Seeing what I've seen from Notre Dame, from uh, from Cincinnati, I just I've been high on Cincinnati from the jump. But to go on the road, assuming assuming Cone is healthy. If I'm supposed to believe that that offense Cincinnati has is supposed to go on the road in front of Touchdown Jesus and upset Notre Dame, yeah. which technically I guess is not an upset. Cincinnati opens up as a two-point favorite. You get what I'm saying? I just don't believe it. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. At this point, I have to take Notre Dame because, to me, that's the safe pick. That's yeah, the smart pick. has to be Notre Dame. I believe in Cincinnati. College football will be better if Cincinnati wins. Yeah. I don't want Notre Dame in the playoffs. I want somebody to beat them because they're going to get thumped by any team in the top four right now. Yeah. I mean, there literally will be a freebie, which, let's be honest, I think Cincinnati will just take that place as well. But at this point, give me Notre Dame. I hear you. Really interesting game here. Uh, Big 12 matchup. Texas, TCU. Yeah. Texas opens up as a minus four favorite. Let me ask you something. Speaking of Texas, and we we kind of alluded this to you before we started filming. I've been high on Casey Thompson from the jump. Yeah. Um, he looked really good yesterday. Yeah, he did. Really good. Defense, they gave up 30 points. They put up 75. Right. 35, they put up 70. What does that Arkansas game look like if they play Casey Thompson the whole game? It, it, it's close. I, I still think it's close. I, man, I, I think Texas takes that game, honestly. And you can and and I and you can say the argument Casey Thompson don't play defense right. Casey Thompson keeps the offense on the field. Yeah. So they're not playing defense. Yeah. I mean. I mean, how many? They had fifty-five yards in the first half of that football game. Yeah. You know how much your defense is playing if your offense is getting fifty-five oh, yeah. yards and a half. That dude's just dynamic. I mean, he's looked dynamic. The 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 environment that Fayetteville had that day was jumping. Yeah. I'll give it that. That'd have been tough for anybody. But, man, I'd love to watch that game with Casey Thompson playing. Yeah, I agree. Because not only does Casey Thompson affect the pass, he takes heat off of your top five running back in B. John Robinson because he can run two. Yeah. Man, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to move away from Casey Thompson for two names. You name one of them right there, B. John Robinson. The other one, Zach Evans. This game at TCU is going to be running back heavy. Both these teams don't have great defenses either. I mean, yards allowed, 405 a game, 391 a game. Oh, this is going to be a but Big 12 it shootout. Is. But, man, I got to tell you what, the the difference maker in this game is who you just said, Casey Hook Thompson. Give me the horns, four and a half point. Nah, fam, I'm going to say more like ten points. I'm going to take the over. I would take the, I would take the over for sure. Give me Texas and the points. And I think the more Texas wins, the more you look at Steve Sarkeesian and you shake your head like, what were you doing, What bro? were you doing, man? Why did you put Hudson Card in there yeah. to start? But, yeah, give me Texas. Uh, uh, TCU, honestly, has looked pretty good. They have, yeah, I agree I mean, with Zach that. Evans is running the ball, you know, former Georgia commit. But, yeah, give me the horns. Come on now, bro. All right. Ohio State, Rutgers. At the start of this season, you go, 
Why are you talking about that football game, bruh? Well, Rutgers just almost upset Michigan yeah. for their first loss. So Rutgers is three and one. Ohio State also three and one with a possible backup quarterback. What's the spread on this? Do you have it? It's not up yet. They hadn't posted it. I will say OSU is a seventy six point one percent matchup predictor. Well, I mean that makes sense, and yeah. they'll be the favorite. But like, let's be honest. Did that? This is a scary game. It, it is. It is. <laughs> And the thing you gotta wonder what and the thing about it is you look defensively, Ohio State's allowing four hundred and ten yards Ohio a game. Ohio State's defense played really good against Akron. Rutgers they were on assignment against yeah. Akron, but they have looked really, really bad. And I mean Rutgers is only giving up two hundred and sixty two yards a game. But the thing is, Ohio State's tallying way more yards, but you don't know you don't know what the quarterback situation's gonna they be. Better I will say this. I'll pick Ohio State. Yeah. It's the smart pick. They better not overlook or sleepwalk into this game. I agree. The Scarlet Knights will will end the Buckeyes' playoff chances. Yeah, I'm gonna pick them too. I mean, they, you gotta assume they're the better team. But I gotta be honest with you. If I find out CJ Stroud's not playing on Thursday, this this might change. And I feel like we're gonna have to pick it. Yeah. Oh, hundred. This will be one you put at seven, and at the end of the night, you're freaking kicking yourself because another seven, eight, nine, ten, whoever wherever you placed it, lost. Yeah. Scary as hell. Yeah. I, that is my warning to Ohio State. I'm putting you on upset alert. An interesting one in the SEC, mm-hmm. and I can tell you who's going to win. You want to say it with me on the count of three? Three, two, one. The Tigers. Tigers. Exactly. Auburn, LSU, former, you got to believe, former Auburn quarterback, TJ Finley. I mean, former LSU quarterback, TJ Finley is going to start. Uh, yeah. If you I benched mean, Bo Nix and then you bring him back in. Yeah. I mean, I got to agree. I mean, like. That's you, a tough call, bro. You brother. bench him to win Georgia State. Why would you not bench him to try to beat LSU? LSU, in this game, though, the, the, here, here's two things that's going to benefit LSU. A, it's in Death Valley. B, tough place to play. It's at night. That's going to be a tough game. And obviously, if you're if you're playing TJ Finley, Max Johnson has a whole lot more experience this season so far with his team on the field. What a better person to put on that field, though, again, uh, than somebody who's been there. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's very true. I mean, that environment ain't new to him. He's been there plenty. Yeah, this is a t- LSU's a three and a half point favorite though. This is a tough one. That ain't that. That's only because they play in on that turf. Yeah, yeah. Who I you agree. got? Call it Tigers and move on. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, right now, I'm I'm not looking at this. One. I'm gonna pick Auburn though. Honestly, I am. I think I gotta agree with yeah. you. What a tough pick, man! Holy cow! LSU's just been spotty. I mean, they have been. Which Auburn hasn't looked great. I mean, obviously, obviously Auburn didn't look great this past weekend, but coming off a tough loss against Penn State, that's kind of expected. So I agree. I, give me Auburn. Plus Tank. I mean, yeah, their running game, which it wasn't super effective this past it, weekend it against Georgia but, State. But I think a lot of what you saw against Georgia State was that rollover. You know, we, we thought Florida might have the same thing when they went up to Tennessee. And honestly, for a half, they did. Right. But I'm with you. Give me Auburn. Give me Auburn there. Right. And I think I'm yeah. more comfortable. After what you just said, I think I'm almost more comfortable with that pick. Yeah. All I right. Agree. What you thought should have been game of the week. I still think it should be game of the week. You're even I'm, going. I'm going to game day. You're I still going think. to game day. And you still think this should have been game of the week. Holy cow. Ole Miss, Alabama. Alabama opens up at 14 and a half point favorite. That's whatever, whoever you pick, give me Ole Miss in the points for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Straight up, though, we got two Heisman candidates going head-to-head. Yeah. If one of them wins it, this will be the game that they circle at the end. Yeah. They'll say, he went into, you know, so-and-so went up against so-and-so. 
that, that that's going to be referenced. I'm sorry, bro. Until proven otherwise, you don't pick against the greatest college football coach to ever live. I'm sorry. I'm just stating facts. Or I guess that's an opinion. To me, it's a fact. Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin, that's little bro. He goes in there. They get the job done. Ole Miss. It's, I mean, uh, Alabama wins at home against Ole Miss by six. Not so fast. No way you pick them on pick them. Don't <laughs> even not, act like you're going to pick them. I, I want to I preface this, though. And I said this for the Miami game. I'm going to say it again for this game. Granted, Bryce Young has had some playing experience now, but Matt Corral's coming in with a lot of experience. He is. That, that's big for, for Ole Miss here. Lane Kiffin kind of knows Alabama's – I mean, obviously they changed systems. They've changed coaches like four times since he's left. But Lane Kiffin understands Alabama a little more. They slugged it out last year. I'm going to expect the same type of game. I'm going to take Alabama by seven. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, the tide's going to keep rolling. This game going to be so much fun to watch. It is. It, it is, is going to be fireworks to watch. And you know what will make it even better? And I'm going to miss like half of it, too. Yeah, you say. are. I hate that for you. That is the da- The downside to going to any college football game in person is you don't get to watch every other college football game. Yeah. But College Game Day has announced that it is rolling to the Classic City. Hogs dogs. They're going to stop by and pick you up. You will be at this game in person. A guest picker, actually. Really? I wish. Dude, mention the podcast. I a will. whole lot more people are going to oh, listen. It's going to be a shameless plug. Georgia-Arkansas, a top 10 matchup. And if you're an Arkansas fan, you're going to think what we're about to say is biased. Yeah. It is not. I don't think it is. I will explain it. I'll let you start us off. All right, so we'll go ahead and start. Georgia opens up 18-point favorite. Georgia opens up 18. 89.1% playoff predictor. Let me be honest with you. You just 89? 89.1% on the playoff predictor. Let's be honest. I think Georgia's offense is going to keep steamrolling. JT Daniels has looked great. JT Daniels, if you haven't watched him play yet, his deep ball looks incredible right now. And if you blinked, he was out in the first yeah. quarter against yeah. Vanderbilt. Stable of running Didn't backs. even mention that. Georgia molly yeah. Vanderbilt for the largest margin of victory in, like, SEC history. It was third, but, I mean, it was the largest in years. Right. Years. But, anyway, stable running backs going to keep running. The the, the the star, the exclamation point, the, the circle you want to put for Georgia right now, that defense – that front seven. Arkansas looked pretty good on defense. They were a little shaky against Texas A&M at times, but K.J. Jefferson, if he's fully healthy, assuming he's going to be, he's going to be running, man. That The front seven, Jordan Davis, those linebackers, and the Kobe Dean, Quay Walker, they've been scary. I don't see him uh, stumbling at all this week. Georgia's at 18. Give me the over, man. I'm taking three touchdowns. All right, so let's look at this. Let's, let's, let's remove our jerseys, and let's look at this through college football analysis glasses. Yep. Georgia plays Clemson, okay? Huge environment, right? Eight months to prep for this game. Georgia's down bad in terms of receiver. We've already mentioned that. Will Shipley, five-star running back, supposed to come in and tear Georgia up. Yeah. Big Cinco, DJ, Uyangalele, supposed to come in. Big fella, 250, 6'3". That remind you of anybody we're going to be playing? That's almost exactly K.J. Jefferson's body statistics. Yeah. They were supposed to run all over Georgia. Yeah. How many yards did they get? Two. Yeah, it was two. They got two rush yards. Okay? Arkansas is not going to throw the football all over the yard against Georgia. No. They're going to lean on K.J. Jefferson and that running back and even the backup quarterback to run the football. Oh, yeah. 
you're not going to run the football against Georgia. Especially when they have all week to prepare for a running quarterback. Sanford is going to be rocking. Whether it's 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 1 a.m., midnight, it don't matter. I'll be yelling regardless. That place going to be going nuts. Game day is going to be there. They are going to whoop the fool out of Arkansas. Yeah. And I don't like saying that. I love what Sam Pittman has done. Yeah, yeah. I love what Arkansas is. Oh, yeah. He's looked great. And their mindset and that program is on the rise. Yeah. But you're running into a buzzsaw with Georgia. Yeah. The only thing you got to worry about with Georgia, and granted, I think Kirby's got them boys not even close to being this way, but you don't want to sleep at a, seven, at a noon game. Correct. Well, I think game day come and helps that. Oh, yeah, for I sure. I think the environment helps that. Why this game is at noon, stupid. You can, you can watch Troy and South Carolina at 7.30, though. Yeah, fantastic slate building there, SEC. But, I mean, as I look at this game and I try to just look at it as just X's and O's as possible, Georgia's giving up like three yards per run. I'm talking like a full game. Obviously, that's not true. Right. But you're not running the football against them. You're not going to throw the football against them. JT Daniels is not Calzada. He's right. going to throw the football around. The wide receiver court at Texas A&M is not the wide receiver court at Georgia. Right. And we still got two of our best receivers sitting on the sidelines. Oh, yeah, Three. Got, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see Tyke Smith and everybody back. They probably won't be. Right. But it's got to be dogs on top. It's going to be, man. It's I don't. Yeah, I think we cover. Yeah. I think we cover. Let me be honest. You can ask Jordan. I sat there on the couch against Vanderbilt. I said, Georgia's not going to cover. Well, yeah. we almost covered times two. Yeah. Okay? I don't know what the aspirations are for Georgia. I'm literally not going to talk about it. Yeah. I don't care. It's one game at a time. Yep. It's not beat somebody. It's beat everybody. Yep. Bring your own guts. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I think Georgia gets the job done on a main stage with game day, Kirk Herbstreit, Chris Fowler. Yeah. Call the game. Have a blast. Give me the dogs. For sure. It's going to be a fun week of Saturday. It is going to be fun. There are so – just those three games alone. Yeah. Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Bama, Ole Miss, Georgia, Arkansas. What a slate. Oh, yeah. Man, it's going to be fun. It is. You're going to have to hurry back. I'll try. Go. Are you, so, you're staying Saturday night or are you coming home? I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully you get back to your hotel – you know, go somewhere with a TV. There's yeah. plenty of places, obviously. Oh, yeah. We lived there for four years. We know where to find a good TV and watch some football. Uh, safe travels, bro. Yeah. Root yeah. on the dog. Send me some picks. I will. It will be your fiance's first game. It will. That's a big deal. Every game. Are you going to – right, every game. Are you going to uh, – you're going to try to go to go to game day? Uh, yeah, I want to go to game day. Hold up go. a Bash Brothers sign. <laughs> I need this good idea, actually. Hit up Canes, hit up a Pinos, hit up a Blind Pig. Blind Pig's good. Man, y'all gonna food. be eating good, man. Oh, yeah, we are. Y'all gonna be eating real good. That's the Classic City's got some food if you're if you're ever there, if you're ever in Athens. But uh, man, it is gonna be fun. I think honestly, top to bottom, this is probably the best slate of games we'll have. Yeah, I agree. So up to this point, obviously moving yeah. forward, like man, you know, Penn State, Iowa in two weeks. There's a lot of good games that are coming. Oh for yeah, sure. for sure. But uh, Jordan, where can the people find you? Instagram, Twitter, jharris underscore six. I think I'm about to hit some queso here in a little bit. Uh oh, look out now! Uh, you can find me at Connor Mason Chandler on Instagram, at Connor Chandler on Twitter, and uh, you can find us at B Brothers Pod on Twitter. It has been absolutely jumping. Yeah. The Twitter has been jumping. You can also find us at Bash Brothers on Facebook, uh, and obviously you can listen to the podcast wherever you choose to listen, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Your grandma's record player. I don't know. She's probably got. A, she's probably got a fire one. I'm sure. But uh, hey, 
enjoy football. I can just guarantee enjoy chaos. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we sit down here next week and we go uh, Arkansas won, Ole Miss won, Cincinnati won, uh, Rutgers beat Ohio State. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, Obviously, it would a little bit. A yeah. little bit of sarcasm there. A little there. bit there. But we will see y'all next week. Enjoy football. Enjoy your family. Enjoy some good food. And as always, we are the Bash Brothers. Signing off. Yerp. <laughs>